Howdy. Welcome to the Managing Expectations podcast. Very happy to have you listening in. I'm your host, Jeff Winger. With me, as always, is the aide-de-camp, Brian Grimm. Howdy, Brian. Howdy, Jeff. Nice to be with you. Great to have you back. And joining us again, uh, the highly acclaimed third wheel, Paul Southern. Blimey, hey, mate. Uh, how? All right, mate. How's it going? Cheers. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, while I've been holding down the fort to varying uh, degrees of success, these two have been traveling the world. Uh, Paul, you've uh, you went back to uh, visit the folks in uh, in England. I did. I went back to uh, to check on the motherland and. Glad to say it's still there, still gray, still green, but yeah, it's doing well. The the Emerald Isle and the Spotted Sea or something. <laughs> well, Ireland is technically the em- been called the Emerald Isle. Okay, there's like a whole, um, okay, so there's like this line of, from Shakespeare that United Airlines used several years ago. And uh, so it was an Emerald Isle, right? Uh, it was... Mm-hmm. Wow, is that? Are you drinking? Are you drinking dark coffee? Oh yeah, just black. That looks. That looks so good. I'm so tired. I am so tired. You can't even. Yeah. For some reason, this time the jet lag is really kicking my butt more than more than it ever has. I'm not a kid anymore. And you probably. Yeah, and I I don't know what they told you, but uh, gin and tonics aren't proper hydration fluids. Yeah. Oh no, I I skipped the tonic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian is back after uh, three or four weeks away. Brian was in uh, Davos at the World Economic Forum. Uh, what uh, what did you uh, what did you uh, Illuminati uh, decide for the rest of us, Brian? Uh, well, climate change is going to be a big thing. I don't know if, if that's if you've heard about that or not, but that's that's a big topic. And uh, uh, turns out that cryptocurrency and NFTs aren't all that it cracked up to be. So I think we're going to see a, a decline in that. So hold on, are we are we holding off our launch of Jeff Coin? The official currency of the Wing Coin, Wing Coin, Wing, Wing Coin. Sorry, Wing Coin. The official currency of the uh, Managing Expectations podcast. Uh, I, I would recommend that at this point, just based on the word on Davos Street. Got it. We'll, we'll put a pin on that for now, then. We'll, we'll circle back. <laughs> so the uh, the uh, convention center in Davos is at the corner of uh, uh, Dominion Boulevard, and um, uh, we know better f- what you need than you do avenue and uh we can fly private jets all over and discuss climate change but you can't yeah yeah i heard i heard a guy talking about um how the in the 20th century your own private railroad car was the equivalent of a private jet today and and uh I know Hitler had one in uh, in William F. Buckley's spy novel, uh, the story of Henry Todd. Um, 
uh, Hitler's, uh, I, I think that like this couple on the run from the Gestapo uh, takes refuge in one of Hitler's rail cars. It was described in the novel as super nice. I imagine. Probably didn't skim. Uh, yeah, you know, um, the, you know, a little, little too much into leather, but you know, no, never mind. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I imagine that the uh, the upkeep on a rail car is probably slightly less than a private jet. I would think, but you know who would know for sure is my brother-in-law Justin, who has like fifty thousand Instagram followers on his uh, train. Um, <laughs> uh instagram feed and uh why we haven't had him on is just because it's mostly because i'm an idiot no well who's the guy who's the youtuber who has the always has the camera on his forehead who's like he's become like a huge deal and he's always he's a train spotter and he was actually at the they had the uh, formula one race in on the streets of miami about a month or so ago and he was actually one of the guests of one of the teams He's like that much of a celebrity now. Okay, wait a minute. Train a train spotter. Is that something other than Scottish young Scottish heroin addicts? Yes. What yes. is what, what is train spotting? Train spotting. So Francis Bourgeois is his stage name. Uh Luke Nicholson is what he goes by to his friends and family. Uh, so yeah, famous English train spotter and social media uh, personality. So yeah, give Francis Bourgeois uh, a, uh, a Google because he's become like this, yeah, one of these 15 minutes of fame, sudden sensation. Um, but one of the things he's he's renowned for is having like a GoPro on his head that faces back at him. Um, and his his genuine love and excitement for for trains that is just it becomes quite infectious as it comes across. All right. So yeah. So you know, if if you get Justin on, maybe next year you'll be at the Miami Grand Prix as a uh, as a guest of honor. Next for podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> podcasts of the future, didn't you know? Um, I'm not sure this one is, but uh, we can we can save that. We're at, right now, right now we are really just sucking eggs, trying to get to triple digits. Uh, we did have a listener from Vietnam, though that was interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Jane Fonda started listening to us. Oh, too soon, Brian. Mm-hmm. Poor taste. Bad, Shut up. Bad form, Mr. Winger. Bad form indeed. Civility above all else. <laughs> um, so uh, you mentioned train spotting, which uh, starred the young Ewan McGregor. Also starring the young, well, the the current Ewan McGregor is um uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, a miniseries on Disney Plus. And neither of you have watched it yet because, you know, I guess they didn't have it on your on your jumbo liners, on your 
on your strato liners. Mrs. Winger and I watched it and I won't watch another one. I'm done with Star Wars. I'm done with it. I'm done. I don't think you are, but okay. Um, because you've, you've said this for the last several years that you're, you're, that you're done with it. You don't get what the big deal is. And uh, Did I watch The Mandalorian? Did I watch The Mandalorian? You started it. And what did I say? I'm done with Star Wars. I don't, get, I don't, I don't like it. I don't know why I do this. I'm done with it. Well, I feel this way about Big Macs. Every couple of years, <laughs> I say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I order off the value menu. I get a cheeseburger. But you know what? I kind of want to go big or go home. So like I ordered the big sandwich. And you know what? It makes me want to die afterwards. It makes me feel terrible. And I swear I'll never do it again. Have you heard that? Have you, have you heard that dynamic before, Brian? I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep uh, we're not talking about big macs are we oh <laughs> uh, that's funny that's funny uh yeah anyway okay well I, he, I the reason i went because i like ewan mcgregor i mean i think he's got some game uh i i recently watched season three of fargo which is fantastic it's so good it's so good um that uh, I thought, well, give give this a whirl, and you know, look, I I, I was down for him in a heroic uh, role, and it just it was just dumb. It was just dumb. And your guy, and, and oh, by the way, Paul, you may not know this. Brian's kind of got a man crush on Jimmy Smiths. I've never said anything about Jimmy Smith. You love Jimmy Smiths. You 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 started watching him in that in his last failed um, uh, legal drama called Buff City. I've never. You're confusing me with somebody else. I've never even talked to you about Jimmy Smith, not once. Dude, I think we have it on. We've got it on. We've got it recorded on a podcast. Well, then you better bring the receipts. <laughs> a few a couple of years ago he w- he was like in a in a legal drama that okay. takes place in memphis or someplace probably stupid. yeah probably and you knew all about it who else could i possibly be talking to who even knows who jimmy smith's is oh paul, a- paul clearly doesn't i had to google him now now i've seen him i know who he is Yes, he's Sen- he's Senator Alderan. The senator, Organa. Yeah. Alderan Organa. It's the senator from Alderan. <laughs> what what you got there? Coke, Coca Cola. I am drinking a Coke, and it is it is. Uh, no, I don't want to put bourbon in it. Why do you ask? Did you ask that? <laughs> so my so my question is then what in particular has put you off this latest iteration from of the star wars uh i think it's forced i think it's contrived i think that it's a lot of i i honestly this i mean in, in this first episode nothing happens nothing happens it's like oh 
bad guys show up. They're looking for the Jedi. Oh, and it, you know, and, and it's like got like little Anakin and we already know all about everything there is to know about little Anakin because George Lucas made like two seven hour movies about like, you know, this eight year old who like marries Natalie Portman when he's 14 or something. I mean, it, it just, it, 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 so nothing happens. It's weak on plot and it seems to want to retrace the, the same the same path that George Lucas went with Phantom Menace and what what was the in-between one? Oh, uh, wait, 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 don't tell me. The Clone Wars, right? Clone yeah. Wars? Yeah, that was number that two. Was, that was <clears throat> number two, Brian? Yeah. No. And then it was... Uh... I don't think it was Clone Wars. Clone Wars was a was like a was like a an animated thing that was on, off to the side. The second one was was that uh, Revenge of the Sith? No, that, no, was, that was the three. third one, where Darth Vader is uh, fixed up and learns to walk like Frankenstein. Thump thump. So the second a, a, one, Attack was, of the Clones. Attack Attack. Of the Clone Wars was the animated series. Yeah. So that was the one where we learned that the Clone Wars were fought a lot like Vietnam, where um, helicopters without uh, propellers would uh, bring in like a platoon, drop them off in a in an LZ, and then they would uh, you know fight it out. And then also that was the one where uh, Yoda throws down against. Is it Christopher Lee? Yeah. And yeah, it like bounces all over the screen right. like fl- like flubber. Yeah. Having 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 hobbled in like the Queen Mother. Wait, wait, wait. When you say flubber, do you mean the Robin Williams one or the original um uh Fred McMurray one? The original one. I didn't see the, the Robin Williams one. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Fred McMurray is an interesting guy. He made he made a living. Uh, he's most famous to um, boomers as the guy who was in um, My Three Sons. But he had been a character actor before that, and he'd, he's been in some pretty big movies. So he was the dad in My Three Sons. Uh, but he he was uh, he was. Uh, played a rake, a scoundrel in uh, the apartment with uh, Shirley MacLaine and uh, Jack Lemmon. He also was in the really, really great uh, film noir um, Double Indemnity with uh, Edward G. Robinson and Barbara Stanwyck. And it's, it's, It is re- reputed that Barbara Stanwyck was a member of the Hollywood Sewing Circle, which was like the code for uh, not uh, not straight she, that she was gay. 
Um, but then other people have said, nah, nah, she swung both ways, whatever. She was great in that movie. She, and she played a, a, uh, very assertive heterosexual and we and which is amazing because the movie came out in like like the mid 40s 44 so what 1944 wow yeah so you know what that is uh mid to early 40s it's the mid 40s it's the mid 40s the early 40s mid 40s is only 45 Anything yeah. before that is early 40s. Anything after is late 40s. A, a, quick aside, a quick aside, while I was on vacation, somebody was talking about, uh, I overheard somebody talking about their parents who were born in the late 1900s. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, just to a brief um, Jimmy Smith's update. Uh, oh, please. Yeah, Brian's, please. Brian's favorite series that he forgot all about. Uh, Bluff City Law. Lawyers at an elite Memphis law firm specializing in controversial landmark civil rights cases. It was a limited series by the looks of it. Ten episodes. 2019. So that would fit the timeline a couple of years ago. That, that sounds like... That sounds like um, a series that didn't get picked up for the rest of <laughs> yeah for the whole series uh, i like how paul is like uh gathering the uh, circumstantial evidence well the timeline seems to match so brian must be a super fan <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> brian is a jimmy smith stan <laughs> yeah this is what will be going out on the uh instagram feed <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do have like a closet dedicated to uh, Jimmy Smith's paraphernalia and stuff like that. I call it the Smithsonian. <laughs> Whereas Paul's putting together like a Zodiac killer kind hey. of, kind of, uh, you know, red string. Oh yeah, this this time this time next week, my background will just be a giant map with Jimmy Smith's faces dotted around and lots of Jesus. strings connecting into different series. Bri Brian's face <laughs> In, as the center point. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, do you deny that in September 2021, you made you made a reference saying that uh, NYPD Blue was appointment television for your family? I thought not. That will be all, <laughs> Mr. Grimm. Is there, has there been any uh, high profile like court cases going on with celebrities recently? Okay, if you know anything about that, you're welcome to talk about it, but I don't know anything about it. How, how does, I mean, so, so what? So Amber Heard lost, right? What, no? Uh, I, the, my understanding is yes, she they she lost, but they were both liable in some way. Uh, but she lost more than he lost. Yeah, she lost worse. <laughs> yeah. There's no there's no winners in anything like this. You know, not really. No. Um, and I and I really don't want to talk about it because the 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 the, the, the whole thing is torrid. That means hot. Well, 
Exactly. <laughs> so, so, um, I, I, I guess I don't really understand why this so captivated the nation, but it, 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 it didn't captivate the nation, just like certain online people. Uh, I think it was a welcome distraction for those that are thirsty for uh, scandalous celebrity news. Okay. Uh, Now, I believe Johnny Depp is my age, and he has been behaving very badly, very self-destructively, but slowly um, for for, for, for several years. I mean, isn't it true that he's got like a $10,000 $10,000 a month wine bill or? I heard something about security costed him that much a month. Or no, some some properties that he's invested in, he has like them fully staffed even when he's not there. So that costs him around 10 grand a month. I think that was the thing I saw somewhere. Um, yeah, that was the thing I'd read as well. Did. Can you can you guess how many views those videos had on TikTok? Um, more than fifty. <laughs> Just slightly north of fifty. Yeah, nineteen billion. Come on. Yeah, this is this is this is the world. This is the world we live in. Without with, with the risk of going down the route of angry man shouts a cloud. Um, yeah, this is <laughs> that world. Uh, uh, well, I haven't seen any of them, so somebody's watched them more than once. Well, um, and, well, everybody on Earth has watched them more than once, like twice, uh, two and a half times, and I haven't watched them once. So somebody's on the hook for five, is all I'm saying. Um, I lost you there for a second. What's what's watched 19 billion times? Uh, these this they're saying the whole trial has been like you know done over social media in terms of their supporters, and that one of the hashtags was justice for Johnny, and that those videos, the Johnny Depp supported videos, have had that many views. Wow. Yeah. It's just crazy. All right. Uh, so, so Johnny, who do, do, do we have any reason why people are behind Johnny Depp? I mean, are they like still fans Are these people who, yeah, I think that, that, uh, uh, people that are fans, um, and, uh, like the pirates movies. So these would be like 25 year old girls probably and orlando bloom (laughs) what do we know about amber heard is she is she crazy no and didn't she didn't didn't he like lay a hand on her didn't he hurt her 
or is that the allegation that got shot down? Alleged, allegedly, yeah. I think that, yeah, I think they both alleged each other hit the other person. She's from Austin, Texas. So whether or not that helps on the crazy scale, I don't know. I like Austin because it's a real short drive to Texas from there. <laughs> uh, I, um, uh, it, it's, it's, Austin's not like the other, the rest of Texas. Um, uh, a lot of people are going there though. I mean, I mean, and like normal people, not all SpaceX and, uh, comedians from LA you know I mean I mean I know, I know people up here are going to Austin so that tells me that Mrs. Winger and I got out of there just in time it traffic was a nightmare in 2015 I can't imagine it's better now I had some uh clients move to Austin last year oh yeah and uh they had you know, being familiar with the Denver real estate market, they were shocked. Like it was like amplified, uh, like five X compared to what they were dealing with here. It was just, just crazy. Wow. Seriously. Mm -hmm. uh, Denver's not cheap, right? Yeah. Let me, and let me tell you something. Um, well, I, I, you're not, uh let's see what what would i say uh austin's not zoned um i mean so <laughs> you could drop serious money on a on a house and the neighbors next to you could still have like a junkie washer and dryer in the front yard wow. or like never cut their yard I, I suppose that's why you love um HOAs almost as much as you love Jimmy Smith's, right, Brian? Yeah, it's HOAs, Jimmy Smith's. <laughs> Amber Heard. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, she, she was in the Aquaman. Wasn't she in the Justice League or Aquaman or what? Didn't she do something? She was, yeah. Both, both of those, yeah. Aquaman. She plays the. She plays opposite Jason Momoa in Aquaman. I think. I think her character's name is Mira. So she should. She should have some money in the bank after that. I never saw Aquaman. I've heard people talk about it. Um, I believe that there is a battle with sharks with lasers on their heads. Yes, and people riding those sharks as if they're going on a horse into battle. So that seems um, silly. Did, did it yeah. work in the moment, though? Did you were you able to suspend? <laughs> Aquaman was terrible. <laughs> you're not you're not missing anything if you choose not to watch it. Um, yeah. I think it was one of those that was quite highly highly nominated for a Razzie or Razzies, plural, that particular year. Yeah, it just, it just wasn't good. Um, Razzies bin Salman is, I think, uh, fourth in line to the Saudi throne. 
so I hated I hated the one episode of Obi Wan Kenobi that I started watching. But oh. what? No, you go, Jeff. I started watching um, on Paramount Plus the owner of the Star Trek franchise. And I started watching um, a series called Brave New World, which takes place in the timeline in the, on the Enterprise before Kirk uh, is the captain. So the captain of the Enterprise is uh, Chris, the character is Christopher Pike. He, uh, he was actually played by Jeffrey Hunter in the original series. This was like part of a, a thing that that happens with uh, um, th there's a thing that happens to him and like Spock has to like honor him without dishonoring whatever Kirk and Star Trek. It, it was a famous it was a two parter, which was pretty ambitious in the late 60s. So it was, it was called the, the, the Menagerie. And I don't want to say the menagerie. It was the menagerie. Also, I work with a guy who says, how's your podcast? Menaging expectations. <laughs> Shut up. All right. So anyway, so, so there's this other actor who I've never really liked. I didn't think I liked him. Uh, a guy named Anson Mount, who uh, got a beautiful head of hair, I have to say. But now Brian tells me everybody's got hair plugs in, uh, in Hollywood. Of course they do. Well, I, I don't know. Sean Connery wore a rug. So did Sinatra. Uh, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think hair plug technology has, a, was advanced 40 years ago. Is it much as it is now? I, I don't know why I would, I don't think I would undergo that. Bruce Willis um, had a, would wear a hair piece when, before he just started playing the same role until his current, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know any Hollywood stars. I don't certainly don't know their doctors either, but it just seems that there's a disproportionate amount of well into their middle-aged men who have good looking hair. Cause I'm looking at, I'm looking at three, not unhandsome men on this uh, zoom screen. But I see a lot of forehead. <laughs> <laughs> there is plenty of forehead going on. Yeah. Paul's wearing a hat. <laughs> I know. To, to hide the extreme forehead. One I, one, one I always noticed was if you watched if you ever watched the US office, Steve Carell in the first season has a clearly receding hairline. And then by season two has a glorious head of hair. Aha. So maybe that's what's made Brian so cynical. Um, what's the name of this uh, Star Trek series? I think it's called Strange New Worlds. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you look under the Christopher Pike hour? No, uh, no. Um, there it is. Strange New Worlds. I thought that you said Brave New World. But I, I oh, I, I may have. I, I, and by the way, I, what did I, 
uh, in that solo episode that I did, I, I uh, referred to uh, the chief of staff on the West Wing as being played by John Stewart, but of course it was uh, played by John Spencer, hmm. and I got it right the next time. But uh, John Stewart was uh, not, in, to my knowledge, involved in the West Wing. So anyway, I, I like I like uh, Strange New Worlds. I like uh, the. Christopher Pike character. I like that actor. Um, they have a pretty good guy playing Spock. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's not, it's not great, but it's, uh, it, it seems to be in the spirit of the original Star Trek with, um, you know, Kirk and Spock and, and Bones, uh, you know, and, and I'm not, you know, sold on all, all the characters or whatever, but, you know, so far it's, it's pretty good. You know, um, the other, the other thing is, uh, I, I tried watching Star Trek Discovery. The first season had the exquisite Michelle Yeoh, uh, in it. Um, but then that got away from itself. I think they lost the thread, uh, Picard, uh, you know, I like, I like Patrick Stewart, but if I'm being completely honest, he's my dad's age. So he's probably better suited to, uh, what do they call him? Drawing room drama. Narration. <laughs> or narrating documentaries about uh, the penguins. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I enjoyed the first season of Picard, but I found it a difficult watch because, as you say, because he's John Luke is clearly in real life Patrick Stewart, not a young man, so it's difficult for him to do. You know, it felt like he was doing a lot of <laughs> standing or sitting or or hobbling very quickly to away from an explosion, perhaps. But yeah, it felt a little. And you know, a bit, I a bit like Disney, they were they were they were rinsing the the Star Trek name. Bit like Disney's trying to rinse the, the Star Wars name. Actually, very interesting thing. Now they're okay. So TCM has a has a podcast, and I just listened to their last season, which is about Lucille Ball, and it was it was super interesting. I mean, Lucille Ball was a very interesting person. Ricky, um, I'm sorry, uh, Desi Arnaz, uh, really interesting guy. But they they had a production company called Desi Lou, which did I Love Lucy, but they did lots of other stuff. And in the late 60s, or I guess mid mid to late 60s, Brian would say late 60s, uh, nobody wanted to say yes to this wagon train in space uh, pitch that they got. But Lucy independently said, no, go ahead, make it. And it was Star Trek. Wow. And, so, and so the first season or two um, were, were Desi Lu productions, okay, uh, with, with that brand uh, on, on the credits. And then um, in the late 60s, they, they sold it for a, what was in the late 60s, a ton of money. To Paramount, 
which wasn't such a great network or uh, uh, such a great movie the, uh, company. They didn't have a ton of hits. Apparently, I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think, but you know, some hits, but not big hits. And anyway, they ended up uh, Paramount ended up owning Star Trek, and so everything that's happened in the last. 30 or 40 years has just been gravy, you know? I mean, because they, they bought it for, I don't know, several million dollars. Anyway, the TCM uh, podcast is called something. I can look, I can look it up here. Let me, let me open up uh, my, Bing, uh, my, my Bing app. You guys go ahead and talk amongst yourselves. I I kind of liked the uh, the J.J. Abrams re- reboot of Star Trek. At least I liked the first one pretty well. Um, didn't he step away from it because then he was doing the Star Wars? He did the first reboot of the Star Wars, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. He, got, he got more money thrown at him, so he you know went a different direction. But I like Chris Pine. Real nice. <laughs> We're talking about Hollywood here, Jeff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like Chris Pine. I, I liked. Uh, um, mm. I thought he made it a, a good Kirk, and um, I hope that they keep keep that going. Um, I heard there's rumors of another one that's coming out in the next couple of years. See, I, I like Chris. I like Chris Pine too. Um, I like that. Uh, was that blonde recurring? Um, uh, character or alice eve or was she just in one i think she was in a couple of them yeah i liked her yeah i feel like she was in two and three of the zachary kinto from heroes fame um was kind of like a fan favorite to play spock but i actually i like this kid that they have on brave new world see i did it again (laughs) strange new worlds i like this guy who's doing spock um, just to to get back, um, the TCM uh, podcast is called The Plot Thickens, and it takes a look at uh, Hollywood stuff. Like there was, they had, I think season one was uh, about the making of Bonfire of the Vanities and how this just should have been an absolute career wrecking disaster for everyone involved. I never, I never saw the movie. I, I've read it, but uh, but people hate the movie, right? I yeah. mean, it's it's, well, it's... It, because they took Tom Wolfe's naturalist novel and changed it up. I mean, like they 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 changed everything to suit the Hollywood brass, and so, for example, the the Jewish judge in the book becomes Morgan Freeman in uh, in the movie. And everybody thought Tom Hanks was miscast and everybody thought Bruce Willis was miscast and uh, Brian De Palma was absolutely positively not the guy to direct it, you know. De Palma is one of these guys who has like 
amazing street cred, but I mean, he hasn't made a lot of movies that, you know, you'd like. He made some like, um, so like in the early eighties, he made, he made a movie called Blowout maybe or Blow Up. So one, one of them was a, a French, there was a French film in the late sixties um, that everybody loved. And then he kind of remade it in the early eighties with uh, John Travolta and Nancy Allen. He made a movie called Dress to Kill, which was like this psychosexual. Um, uh, it's like if, if Hitchcock had made movies later and didn't have to worry about censors or good taste, he would have made the movies that Brian De Palma made. Um, the only, it seems like he made another movie that was like really had a lot of gratuitous sex and violence. Body Double and- um, He did Body Double and he did and Scarface. Great. He did Scarface. Oh, there you, there you go. That's the and one so everybody's yeah, everybody's about crazy about that. I thought for some reason he dressed to kill. Did he? Mm -hmm. it, was it called Dressed to Kill? Yeah, mm -hmm. Carlito's Way. So he kind of that hyper violent eighties drama type of type of stuff. I thought didn't he do Blue Thunder for some reason? I thought he did Blue Thunder. No, no way. Because that he was like did. He did the first Mission Impossible movie, the Tom ha uh, Tom Cruise versions in 1996. Right, because but he took that because his career. I mean, he just took it for the work mm. because his uh, his his career wasn't. Where he was yeah, it was fizzling at that point. Right. Um, no, but but I like the first Mission Impossible. I think it's I think it's a really good movie. Yeah. Disagree. Strong, strong disagree. What do you like about it? John, I don't think John Voight was good. I don't, I don't know. I saw it actually, yeah, I saw it in the theater. I hate to brag, but I saw it in the theater. And, but I've never I was, seen it. Nope, haven't seen it since. <laughs> I, I was nine, oh. so I didn't must, see it. Must be nice. <laughs> um, so, right, the 26th Mission Impossible film comes out next year. So, because <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise will never die. So, you'll be able to keep going. Oh. I, okay. I, I, I love all the Mission Impossible movies except for the one that was directed by John Woo. Yeah. Number Are two, you kidding? That was terrible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That had Philip Seymour Hoffman in it as the bad guy. What nope, was wrong nope, with that? No, nope, that no, nope, that wasn't. That was number three. The second one was directed by John Woo, which was ridiculous. Where the they third, literally threw motorbikes at each other. Yeah. <laughs> the one with the one with, I, the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman is really good. That is an intense yeah. movie. Okay. All right. Yeah, Let, that was brilliant. I, I need you to check yourself. You, you just okay okay it. so one of the things really? that i really love about jimmy smith's okay you guys got you got 15 <laughs> or 20 minutes <laughs> it's an entertaining movie it's exciting 
So I, I, I'm I'm with Brian on this one. Mission Impossible since since especially since the Philip Seymour Huffman one onwards, I think they've done them really well actually. Especially with the Syndicate thing they brought in, um, they've kind of got that running theme. They've kind of gone. I think they made it very interesting. Yep. Uh, okay. What? Uh, I, I can't. <laughs> Okay, I, I, I remembered the John Woo one as being pretty good. I thought he did number three, but number two is the uh, dueling motor motocross yes. bikes. And it, it was one of those that, like, for me, I remember even however old I was, mid, mid teens probably, there were so many, you know, the inconsistencies. So, for example, the motorbikes turn up on the beach ready to sort of duel each other, and they've got what you call road tires street tires and then all of a sudden the next shot they've got off-road dirt tires on them it's <laughs> all the way through there was all those inconsistencies that, that, that you that you see so and it was just way too obvious and that and yeah just it was i didn't think it was good okay that seems that seems like a ridiculous complaint to me like of all the <laughs> things that we're going to like bump on as we suspend disbelief in a Mission Impossible movie, it's like not the voice throat attachment and it's not the perfect um, uh, latex mask. It's it's the knobby tires on the street bikes. Um, and yet that is the second time I've heard that complaint. So I will. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I Okay, so is the third one the one that was uh, directed by J.J. Abrams? Yes. Okay. See, I, I don't... Yeah. No. No, the third one was directed by Brad Bird. No, uh, no I'm going to go... I'm going to revise that statement. It was it was J.J. Abrams, and then Brad Bird, who did The Incredibles, did the fourth one. Before, before he had some trouble. No, Brad Bird hasn't had any trouble. Um, it was... Uh, an, uh, somebody else that was involved with uh, Pixar. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I'm, I am. I'm very sure. Because Amber Heard told me it was Brad Bird. <laughs> <laughs> so we know whose side Jeff is on. <laughs> um, yeah, JJ. Well, I can't believe Mission Impossible 3 was back in 2006. Yeah. So anyway, so those movies, those movies all bleed together. I don't really know what the difference is between any of them anymore. Um, wasn't Jerry, Jeremy Renner in one until he figured out he could make more money as an Avenger? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Simon Pegg and uh, is it Ving Rhames? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've been Bro consistently in them since the second one. Yeah. Or the third one, I should say. Yeah. All right. And then who uh, was he? Was, was he going to be like married to Bridget Monaghan or somebody? Michelle Monaghan. <laughs> I can't believe you confused those two women. Uh. Bridget Monaghan is the one that Tom Brady got in trouble and then abandoned. Yep. Outrageous behavior. 
Shameful. Knocks up poor Bridget Monahan. Okay, so what have we got? Okay, so. Um, oh, speak, speaking of Tom Cruise, I mean, there's the Top Gun movie that's out, which people are crazy about. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, everybody seems to love it. So I've never seen the original. I've heard you, that you don't need to. Yeah. yeah. And I and I, I hear I hear different 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 things from different people, right? So I've heard some people say who love the original and a lot of other people who say the original is pretty trash with a couple of really good moments in it. What would be your guys' opinion on the first Top Gun? It's 80s cheese. Beautiful. What more do you need? <laughs> Jeff, agreed. I would like to go deeper, if I may, Brian. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> In explaining why it's 80s cheese. Uh, it was, yeah, it, I mean, the, the, the characters were, um, you know, stock characters. He's, you know, he's like, he's the bad boy, pushes you know, pushes the rules, you know, always takes it to the edge, both literally and physically, uh, you know, figuratively. He's dangerous. Um, He's dangerous. So it turns out that that uh, Top Gun Top Gun is a Paramount movie. So it it's available on Paramount Plus. And for old time's sake, I just started rewatching it. And I got about 45 minutes into it. I didn't even get to the volleyball scene. And this is easily the gayest movie I've ever seen in my life. It, um, <laughs> it, it, and, and I've seen the hours. I've seen the hours. And welcome to the birdcage. <laughs> and I may have seen bird bird cage yeah um just like all the guys are like really close to each other and just like er, just like you know and, and it's not really like macho guys <laughs> facing off so much as like it really looks like they're about to kiss and there's like there's like one scene after maverick does something that's like a little sketchy and he's getting yelled at by um val kilmer's guy and there's somebody else, there's a guy, there's a guy in his white t-shirt and his white boxers. And uh, like in a locker room, they got that bench between between the, the lockers. So this guy's like laying on the bench, okay? And he's kind of like doing this like spread eagle thing with his legs. It's just like, what? What is this guy doing? I mean, it was it was peculiar. I I have to say, um, I've not been in a locker room where that's happened. But anyway, I mean, I'm not. I'm just saying. Uh, I I thought that the um, the pop soundtrack was just too much. I mean, it was um, before Jerry. Okay, so Jerry Bruckheimer is the producer of. I don't know. Is he 
Yeah, Transformers. Yeah, he's, still, he, he's still working. He does Transformers. He works with Michael Bay, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So total crap producer that makes movie, <laughs> you know, just make $50 billion. And then uh, he, uh, so he had a producer uh, partner. He had a partner, Don Simpson, who I think killed himself with cocaine. Um, I, you know, I, it just, yeah, it was, uh, what did you call it? 80s cheese? That's what I, that's what I said. That's what I- so, so in summation, Paul, it is for these reasons that Top Gun is 80s cheese. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. All right. So, uh, uh, we've got a hard out this time and, uh, I appreciate you both making time uh, for us. Um, I've got a trip next week, but maybe we can get back together again. That would be swell. Um, if you want, if you want to look at some great stuff uh, made of fabric, please check out mrswinger.com. If you want to check out great comics and graphic novels, check out allinadream.us. If you want to hear a really cool podcast that's a lot tighter than this one, check out Chris Levine's Refresher Pop Culture Therapy podcast available only on Spotify. No, he's mass communicating. No. Is he really? He went big time? He went big time, yep. Can I get him on Apple Podcast? Yeah, I think so. Oh, for the love of Pete. I'm, I'm totally behind because it's a hassle for me to go to Spotify. Download everything. You know? Okay. All right. Check it out. That's great. Chris Levine, like like us here at the Managing Expectations podcast, is are available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, the other ones, Google play google podcast podbean wherever um, fine podcasts are sold and most importantly in the next couple of weeks you're going to be seeing uh the expansion of of uh managing expectations podcast merch uh we've got coming in with the navy t-shirt we have a dark gray t-shirt we have a ladies light gray tank top with a racer back and we've got posters of the big big face very excited about that thinking that we're gonna maybe i'll maybe i'll sign and number them that would be cool yeah yeah so everybody gets a special collector's edition of the big big face poster uh, yeah, I would say that nobody knows how many you're going to sign or number, so get them quickly because you never know when that's going to run out. Yeah. Truth. Yeah. Brian and I have to talk about... Uh, oh, uh, Paul, uh, where else can uh, people wet their whistle with uh, the Managing Expectations podcast? You can check out our current social media feed, which is... Uh on the the gram 
So go to Instagram and check out managing underscore expectations underscore pod, where you'll find exclusive features and hits. Nice work, Paul. Uh, just maybe, maybe we'll just make a decision right now. Paul does all of our voiceover work for our ads. <laughs> I, I think we should just like write out our part and have Paul read it. <laughs> It was another sunny day on the Shire. Nah, it doesn't sound right. That's not accurate. It definitely wasn't sunny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Shire wasn't sunny? No, no. We will uh we'll, we'll delve in deeper next 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 episode to uh to the, the trip to the Shire. Okay. In the meantime, check out Man managing expectations podcast.com for uh for our merch because that's that's where it's going um this has been episode if you can believe it 94 so for paul southern and brian i'm heading back to davos grim this is your host jeff winger thank you for listening to managing expectations and um uh oh i need i, I didn't i didn't think this through i need two words Oh, goodbye.